Hello and welcome to another Maidenhead Advertiser News Podcast, uh, the second of our brand new series. Uh, I'm Will Taylor and for one more week at least I'm the Chief Reporter here, more on that later. And with me today is George Roberts who covers Cookham. Hiya. More on that later. And Kieran Bell. Hello. He is our Marlowe reporter. Um, so in the same week we got the date of a general election confirmed. We had a vote of our own on Wednesday night. The Riverside Ward in Maidenhead went to the polls in a by-election. Um, this was obviously to replace Simon Dudley. That follows his shock, his well, yeah, shock resignation. I'd say is still yeah, fair to say yeah. in September, and the Tories have held on to the seat with their candidate Greg Jones. Uh, Kieran, you were at the count at Riverside Children's Centre, wasn't it? I was, yes, yeah, there to the early hours of um, of uh, Thursday morning. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, still quite fresh from that. How did uh, how did Greg Jones react? Um, well, um, he seemed to be very pleased. Um, I was actually chatting to him beforehand, and he one thing I would say about him is he does seem very very passionate about being a councillor. Um, he told me that he hasn't been in politics before, his background is in business. Um, but when I was chatting to him, um, he d- did really seem keen on sort of improving Maidenhead and he seemed really passionate about his ward, improving Maidenhead regeneration, everything that's going on. Um, and yeah, he, he was really happy. Um, there was a big group of them there, all, all really keen to talk. Um, and yeah, he's, um, he's, made, he's made a few promises for the, uh, for the people of Riverside, which I'll get onto in a minute. Is it without wanting to sort of denigrate the opposition parties too much? Who have obviously been, we've seen them out on the doorstep campaigning. Did it always f- maybe feel a bit too much like a done deal? Did he seem? He didn't seem in the interview you did, which you can see online on Kieran's Twitter feed. It it, it wasn't sort of. Um, he was obviously happy, but he wasn't exactly like a oh, thank God kind of thing. It, it, he, he seemed pretty comfortable that he, he was going to get it. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't obviously. He wasn't absolutely ecstatic. But then I suppose how ecstatic can you be at one a.m.? But um, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that is um, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it always obviously has been quite a Tory-friendly seat. Obviously, Simon Dudley retaining it in May. Many people thought that he might not, um, and he did. So, um, so yeah, it's been quite a good seat for them, and they've managed to retain that. Um, Perhaps not as comprehensively as they comprehensively as they would have liked, though, because obviously Lib, the Lib Dems mm. did do quite well. Um, Kashmir Singh um, managed to get 116 more votes than he did at the May elections. Still worth um, saying that's still about 240 odd off what Greg Jones yes. got, isn't it? But it's certainly yeah. a, an improvement. For the yeah, Liberals. it's a good 200 less than the Conservatives, but they'll be the Liberals will be happy with how they did. Um, and I was hearing throughout the night that it could be quite close. Um, a few Lib Dem councillors were saying it could be maybe a three-way split between the Lib Dems, the Tories and the Borough First. Um, obviously, the Conservatives came out on top. Um, they well, they, been they came in that. 794, as you've reported. Yeah. 566 for Kashmir Singh of the Liberal Democrats and Claire Stretton, the leader of the Borough First, at 428. Mm-hmm. We've got that in front of us. We've not just kind of turned it off the top of our heads. <laughs> that would be impossible. Um, but... I want to talk about Claire because she came within a hundred of Chris Targowski. So yeah. obviously in May, um, the Riverside is a two-seat ward. Simon Dudley, who was then leader, was elected with Chris Targowski, another Conservative. Claire was a hundred votes away. Off the top of your head, it almost seems like maybe that is a swing to the Liberal Democrats. You you might suppose. Yes. Um, yeah. Especially is the national politics coming into play now? We have this general election coming on, which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. We have. People more conscious now of thinking about national issues like Brexit, maybe? Do you think that could have come into it? There's obviously, we, we have to look at the fact here that the Borough First has lost some votes. The Conservatives said kind of around where the, both the candidates were in May. Yeah. But the Liberal Democrats have, have really gained. And, and Labour mm. have fallen away hugely. Um, mm. Sharon Bunce did stand in May. 182 votes she polled in there. 70 this time. Um, mm. 
Yeah, it's not a good word for Labour. No, definitely not. No, and um, I think the only way that some people were saying on Twitter to me that um, the two parties, the Borough First and the Lib Dems, kind of cancelled each other out in a mm. way. Um, some people were saying if they'd have worked together, um, they might well have defeated the, the Tories. Um, if, if the plan was to, to just plan, beat the Tories and yeah. get a non-Tory councillor yeah. in. Yeah. But they do seem to have cancelled each other out a little bit, but the, the Tories will be happy. Um, it, it, I think it was going to be closer than, than May, um, and they'll be happy that they've retained it. They probably would have expected to, but th- they'll still be happy with that. Was it the Borough um, First Councillor, Helen Taylor, who was saying on Twitter that there were some people saying, why didn't the opposition parties work together if you wanted to unseat the Tories and really reduce that very, very mm. slim majority? Um, why not work together? And she said, well, she seemed to be making the point, really. You can't just assume that people who would vote Liberal would automatically want to vote Borough first and vice versa. That, that yeah, is, It's not that simple, is it? No, it's a very good point, yeah. <clears throat> I suppose, yeah. I suppose they can't just say, look, let's both just come together here, because, yeah, I suppose they are different parties. Um, and um, But, yeah, like I say, the Lib Dems will be happy with how they did, the Borough first, not so much. Um, and the Tories, yeah, I, I suppose that they've got what they wanted. Um, and um, I don't suppose um, you might be coming on to it in a minute, but I spoke to Greg Jones last night, and he has promised a few things for... Riverside residents. So if you do live in Riverside, um, these are the things he wants to improve on. So he wants to improve the parks. Um, he says the parks are very important. Um, he wants to preserve them and enhance them as well. Um, and he's also urged people to um, have a walk on Battlemead Common as well. Um, have, a, have a stroll up there, which he, sa- he says um, he's urging people to, to, to take a look. Um, roads and pavements, another, is, another of his... Um, Pledges, parking. Classic of the local yeah. government yeah. councillor. Yeah, this one is obviously a little bit different being by the river. Um, but he says that he wants to work with the Environment, environment Agency to um, clear up the river by getting rid of some abandoned boats which are sinking and causing pollution. Um, and he, he says, and he, he quotes, I quoted him last night saying he wants to clear up our beautiful stretch of the river. Um, so, yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see sort of, you know, how he gets on with everything. How it seems like he's got a lot fulfilled. of things to. He, a lot of things he wants to do yeah. Um, so yeah I'm excited to see sort of how he does really there seems to have not been too much of an effect from one of the things that I thought was going to come up in May in Riverside with the um, Hindu centre fallout there was always a suggestion maybe that that could bite Simon Dudley when he was standing here initially drove the idea of getting a community centre on land near Bolter's Lock car park which is now going to be expanded into more parking and there was always a suggestion that because he initially was very supportive of that against some of the residents near it who did not think that site was suitable for a Hindu centre, he was really pushing that forward. He later changed his mind, did a U-turn, um, but that doesn't seem to have affected the Conservatives at all. Riverside does remain. It seems a, a very friendly yeah. very friendly war for the Conservatives. Mm-hmm. It seems like a bit of a missed opportunity for the opposition parties. Although the, the Borough First and the Lib Dems are not the same party and they have different ideas... The Conservatives do have a really slim majority and it would have hurt them a lot if they'd lost. They lost the seat, maybe if they'd been a bit more tactical, you know, it, it could have benefited them in the long run. A couple more um, by-elections with wins for the Borough First or Lib Dems and, you know, we'd be talking about a, a non-majority governing body, governing a party. That's right. Last week's podcast, the first one, we, we were talking about the importance of scrutiny and how there is now such a good opportunity for opposition councillors to really try and impose impose that extra level of scrutiny that they couldn't get when the council was basically 90% conservative there's now they've only got a few people over the majority so they the conservatives really need all hands on deck they need everyone pulling in the same direction the councillors of the opposition councillors have got a really good opportunity to try and impose what they think should happen on the conservatives and there will be I can see it from 
the party's perspective. You can't just assume that just because we're opposition, we're all on the same page politically. But I can also see it from people who think, hey, let's just go all in and, and try and see if we can just eat into that governing majority. You know, if, they, if, that's what you're, if that's what they're aiming for, that seems like the best one of the... Well, it, it's one of the ways of going about it. But at the end of the day, the Conservatives will point to this as a very, very good result. Yeah. Vindicative of what they're doing yeah. is, is what they'll say. Mm. Yeah. And that segues us on very nicely, George, your front page this week. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going on a national topic now for a bit. The general election for December 12th. That's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, George, you spoke to a couple of the candidates yeah. that we've... Uh, I'm sure there'll be more coming along later. Maybe not as many as 2017 as as when time, Mrs uh, May was uh, Prime Minister. But, yeah, the runners and riders, George. What's your take on your story this week? Yeah, sure. Well, just before I get into that, I'll just go through the people who I know so far who will be or might be standing. Um, for the Conservatives, you may have heard of her. That's Theresa May, <laughs> <laughs> uh, former Prime Minister. Uh, for the Liberal Democrats, we've got Josh Reynolds. Um, he's currently a councillor for the Lib Dems uh, in First Platt. Yep. Um, for the Green Party, we've got Emily Tomlin, Brexit Party, Claire Mowbray, and Labour haven't decided who they're putting forward yet. Pat McDonald, who ran last time, said he's put his, um, himself forward, but if a, a younger um, <laughs> person would like to step in and do it, who's also local, then he would, um, he would back them. It's, I, I wonder if, when I read that, I could be reading Pat wrong here, but uh, when I read that, I felt that maybe... This is what happens with national politics. Sometimes when you, a younger candidate comes in who wants to be an MP, they sometimes put them up in seats that they're just not going to win. That happened with Theresa May and the Conservatives. I'm wondering if maybe if there's someone good coming through the ranks that you want to test them, get them campaigning in an area where it, it, we... Is it going to be anyone other than Theresa May? Maybe Ned? I, it is very unlikely, I it would is say. Unlikely, yeah. But there's maybe no that is that. a chance for you know young blood to come in, get campaigning, and then maybe they get moved to a seat that is more winnable for, for Labour. There's definitely an element of that with the Lib Dems. Josh Reynolds is only 20. He only really came on the scene this year or at the end of last year as he, when he started um, kind of running to be a councillor. Uh, he goes to university in Cardiff, but I think he said that he'll take a sabbatical if he becomes a... Our MP, because MP, you know, but you know these people have got ideas. But yeah, really, Theresa May, you can't really. Um, it's very difficult to see to see past her. Last time she got a huge majority, thirty-seven thousand votes. The next closest was Pat McDonald. He got eleven thousand. So um, mm. she's well liked, isn't she? Yeah, she's very popular because yeah, she's always she's been detached yeah. from what people thought of her as a Prime Minister, she was always, there was always, there's Theresa May the Prime Minister and Theresa May the Maidenhead MP and I think in a lot of people's minds in this town it's, it's, it is that split thing. A lot of people I think would not necessarily normally vote Conservative but are a big fan of, mm. of, of Theresa May. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think probably the thing we're going to look at without watching, <laughs> without wanting to come down too hard on the opposition party's campaigning, it's, it's probably more looking at how much more of the vote share the non-conservative parties get isn't it you know will yeah. the Lib Dems pick up a lot more votes you'd say was it Pat who was second in yes. the election so I'm wondering if maybe the Liberals will pick up because Liberals yeah certainly you know There's in the noughties they ran the council for a bit so, you know it, they seem like normally the the more likely to be the second party despite what Labour have done before I think the Lib Dems are kind of the it party at the moment yeah that, that was reflected in the I thought it's reflected in the Riverside by-election as well you know Kashmir Singh came second um, he did a lot better this time than he did in May. I yeah. think the Lib Dems have kind of, they've kind of, they've gained a lot of popularity over the last five or six months, a lot of momentum. I think that kind of ties in as well as to why they've maybe succeeded the Borough First as the favourite opposition party. Mm. I think they, because they have, um, 
people are reading about them a lot more. They've got a lot more um, kind of sway, you know, in the in the Houses of Parliament. And yeah, people just know about the Lib Dems a lot more and they're, and they're more interested in what they're doing. They also have quite a well-defined kind of um, ideas as well. They know they, they know what they want. Labour, you can't really say that. Who knows that, you know, the big issue is Brexit. The Lib Dems want to be outside of, the, uh, remain in the European Union. Not even yeah. a second referendum. Yeah, now, not even it? a second referendum. Yeah. They just want to stay. So some people would, would say that's a bad idea, but at least it's an idea. At least it's a, a policy that they have said. If you want to kind of use a business term, they've cornered the Remain market. Mm. They have, you know, if, if people do want to remain, they surely they're going to file in behind the yeah. Liberal Democrats. It's probably worth remembering as well that Mainhead was a slight majority for Remain in the Brexit referendum. Right. So maybe that'll have a, an influence. Yeah. Maybe a lot of disgruntled Remainers will um, take stop voting for Theresa May because really a vote for Conservatives is a vote for Brexit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll see an up, a kind of an uh, upturn in Lib Dem votes. It's kind of Mrs May's popularity versus yeah. uh, how important Brexit yeah, is in rise, isn't it? Also, a bit of a miss will be Lord Buckethead. Oh, he yeah. won't be making the return. Yeah, anyone, see. anyone remembers that? <laughs> he was making the headlines two years ago. He follows the Prime Minister around. Well, he used to. He's retired, and I think someone else is doing it. <laughs> we weren't too clear on that, were we? There was a whole lot <laughs> going on with that. That's a bit confusing. That's another but, podcast. Uh, that is another <laughs> podcast, really. But yeah, he. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Lord Buckethead is from another planet. Uh, he wears a big pointy hat, kind of, you know, but pound shop Darth Vader probably, <laughs> and yeah, he stands against the um, the prime minister normally with um, some wacky policies, some maybe some good policies in amongst them. But yeah, he a bit of a comedy value. He got a couple of hundred votes I think last time, so he got his uh, deposit back. Um, <laughs> That's good. Bonnie <laughs> new bucket. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. the thing with obviously the last election, which is just well, it was before you were tired, both of you. Um, I don't want to come across all sort of grizzled journalist <laughs> veteran here or anything but they um, it, it was interesting because you were, obviously Theresa May was Prime Minister I was at the count you did have a few people who who would not have stood here otherwise there were a couple of people trying to draw attention to things you had the comedy characters Monster Evan Looney Party were there and everything it did make things a little bit more interesting um, again I don't think there's any question that they were going to eat into her mm. substantial majority but I'll be interested to see how she campaigns as a backbencher this is yeah. um the first time she's not been either in government as prime minister or home secretary or on the front bench for for quite some time i would um i would say and it will be interesting to see how she gets on obviously everyone anyone will remember she was incredibly guarded in the election initially and that was she was getting a huge amount of criticism and it was probably i i we eventually got an interview with her i interviewed her in this room where we're recording this podcast i was sat in this chair and she gave a very good interview. I think it was sort of about 20 minutes, half an hour. She was very happy to answer anything I was saying. It was completely different to when she kicked off the campaign a few weeks earlier. We're talking, what, May, April 2017. Yeah. Um, I, that kicked off on the high street, and I went to that, and I couldn't get through to it. There was a huge scrum of people. Uh, Conservatives were obviously mobilised to get people out to sort of have a kind of surrounded and in a big crowd of people. And she made her way up the high street. I couldn't get anywhere near her. I felt like I couldn't, I wasn't supposed yeah. to get near her. And I thought, well, no, I'm going to try and get a quote. And I got a quote when an ambulance came down the high street and everyone had to kind of shift to one side of the road and ended up getting squeezed in right next to, to May. And I basically just, I, my notepad was kind of squishing my coat. So I thought, oh, I just got my phone with me and I just put my recorder, hit record and said, are you happy to be here? And I got, I got two sentences. And then that changed all a few weeks later. And in here, when we did the sit-down interview, she was very good. 
that was actually though done at the time when you remember she was way ahead in the polls the conservatives and then suddenly it really just went off a cliff edge and she she i think we interviewed i think i interviewed her the same weekend that the dementia tax the oh, okay. uh, what was it uh it was dementia. It was dementia tax. Yeah. Well, that's what it was called. I think that was a, it was pretty much that weekend when that all really started getting traction. <laughs> and we, I interviewed her at the kind of end of the the big spike in popularity she had, um, which was an interesting, which was interesting. Mm. Um, but she did give a good account of herself. But it will be very interesting to see now yeah. a backbencher, not really have had the influence she obviously would have had on the twenty seventeen manifesto, which was no. incredibly criticised. I mean, that, that's all written on her orders, and then. Pratt's manifesto when she was Home Secretary. Be very interested to see how she um, how she campaigns this time. Definitely. But she is immensely popular locally. She doesn't really yeah. have any any real issues. No, no. I think I think she'll be okay. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, all different factors at play. But um, but yeah, I, I, she is well liked here, as we've all mentioned. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be really interesting. Obviously, a historic vote, first one in December since nineteen twenty. So yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, so it's all going politics at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I'll be leaving you two to cover it. <laughs> because anyone yeah. who sort of follows on Twitter will probably know by now I'm off next week for a new job, um, which is quite exciting. But uh, George Roberts, I can unveil as our new chief reporter, yeah. replacing me. Be very capable, and I'll be uh, I'll be really excited to see how he uh, how he gets on. Um, so I'm delighted to see that. Cheers. Um, so I want to end off. I did try and find a Halloween <clears throat> thing. And I couldn't find anything that was remotely like amusing to talk about. We are trying to end these podcasts on like a light note at the moment. Uh, the only thing I could really think of that hit my mind was another piece by George. And this involves go-karts and gravity. Yeah, that's right. So <clears throat> anyone who's familiar with the Gravity Grand Prix in Cookham will know exactly what I'm talking about. There are um, Somebody wants to start a go-kart race, downhill go-kart race, also known as a soapbox race, in Maidenhead, central Maidenhead down um, Grenfell Road. It's quite a steep hill. Steep and curvy. <laughs> steep and curvy. So I was chatting to the guy who was trying to set it up, um, a guy called Andrew Ingram. <laughs> he said the inspiration for it was he was walking down Castle Hill and thought, I'd, I'd love to put go-karts down here. That is even worse. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know Castle Hill, it's the, end, it's the tail end of the A4 that ends up in, in, in Maidenhead that goes down, really down quite a steep hill straight into a massive roundabout. <laughs> so you'd be putting these go-karts into just a blender of, um, of steel. A roundabout that's on one of the main through roads <laughs> yeah. through Maidenhead. Yeah, it's, it's busy. So yeah, good idea to change that for, uh, to Grenfell Road, which is a little bit quieter, but also busy. Obviously, they would shut the road um, <laughs> on the day. The plan is to, to hopefully hold it um, in June next year. Um, there are still a few things to kind of to iron out before it can go ahead. The, uh, they need to get permission from the council to, to shut the road. They need to get insurance because obviously a, a big event. But yeah, the, the hope is that they'll, people will be able to enter, design their own kind of downhill go-karts, unpowered go-karts. Um, you know, as fast as they like or as wacky as they like, and yeah, send send people down the hill one at a time, and whoever gets the best. Um, I think he said, best you know prizes for best time and, and best kind of design, fun design. Yeah. Because so, um, we'll... these are the things like he says, doesn't he? It could either be sort of expert engineering, yeah. or it could just be a, a you know a bloke in the basement yeah. or the garage or whatever putting the car <laughs> together. Right. And... So hopefully we'll get a real a real mix of um, design qualities. But yeah, when he was telling he's talking to me about, it, he said, oh, you know, hopefully it will just cheer Maidenhead up. <laughs> There are some things that people are down in the dumps about at the moment. So hopefully this will. Well, he he hopes that this will this will go some way to to helping that. Some people were commenting on this story online, saying, "Is he crazy? There are so many problems." 
Mainland. and Mainland. This won't fix them. <laughs> Come on, guys. Cheer up a bit. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. It, I hope it goes ahead because it'll be great laugh and we love putting stuff like that in the paper. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah, nice. Yeah, a new, just, a new yeah, community cheerful, yeah. staple. You know? We don't really have stuff like that in Mainland. We've got no. the Pancake Day race, which, um, which, is a, which is a great laugh. But I think something at the weekend in the summer... Um, we don't have too much of that, so no. it'd be great just to have something everyone can uh, can get down to. There should be a load of fun things going on in Grenfell Park as well, um, kind of attached to that. I'm not sure what exactly, but you know, kind of a family day out kind of situation. No, which I mean, there's certainly some elements of safety that I'm sure will be all yeah. squared away by the time. But yeah, I mean, you can't. You know, sometimes people complain that there's not always too much to do in Maidenhead, which Enjoy Maidenhead would definitely mm. want to counter. Yeah, they'd argue but, that. you know, you can't argue with the idea of someone just trying to, a guy in the community trying to bring yeah. in something fun, something a bit different, something that has worked well in, in Cookham, the Gravity Grand Prix. Mm then we can't knock that. And yeah, uh, I think we're, if the safety squared away, I'm, yeah. I'm sure behind it, we could even enter an advertiser soapbox. I was going to yeah, say, have you want, George? I don't know how to build go-karts, <laughs> but we'll uh, have to look into it. Definitely. <laughs> Potentially. That'd be great. You can read all about that and more on our website, uh, mainlandadvertiser.co.uk, and you can follow us all on Twitter, willtaylor underscore bm. Do you want to just give your Twitter handles if you want to? Uh, it's Kieran B underscore bm. And George R underscore bm a little bit different <laughs> very good thanks guys we'll see Thank you next week thanks a lot